had a great response to our mock draft last week, but a few people asked about what's going to happen in competitive balance round A. Well, good news is Jeff Ellis and I did our mocks for that as well. So here's competitive balance round A of the 2022 MLB draft. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everyone, who's still tuning in. Day three of this mock draft. I guess we'll see where we do the cuts. Uh, that's, this might actually be in the middle of day three of the episode. But we've got the minutes. We got the time. People love mocks. Guardians fans, I know they would want to hear the supplemental pick. So I, I, I was able to convince Lindsay to come back and do this. I'm switching to odds so I can handle the Guardians again. Uh, with the first but, pick. But that also means he gets the Royals at 35. I do get the rest. So uh, get get ready for uh, for Robert Moore there. Yeah, uh, I'll pick one in. <laughs> uh, Thirty one Rockies. Uh, we talked about them going for ceiling in the first round, taking uh, Crawford there At, last year. For instance, if I pull up their data in twenty twenty one, after Benny Montgomery, they followed that up with Jaden Hill, the high ceiling left or right hander who had been hurt. And mm-hmm. hadn't had a chance to pitch like one of those guys who had first round run. They took one of my favorite second round picks in the comp round with Joe rock, the Ohio lefty who missed a ton of bats. And then they were, I mean, after Benny Montgomery, this is my way of saying they only took college players, right? They took the high school guy and then only college guys. And traditionally until these last few years, this was a very college heavy drafting team. So we are at this point in the draft where I am going to lean into college guys. And I believe Jordan Beck is still there, right? Jordan Beck and, is still there. Yeah. So they like power. They've always drafted power. They like big guys, big athleticism, big power. I know it's a lot of outfielders, but when you're looking at the board, it's it's Beck or it's Fabian. And I think I lean back at this point in time for them just as the guy who's a little bit higher on most boards. It's not traditional to do back-to-back outfielders, but I think that's where kind of the – right now we're seeing the talent match up, at least in my opinion – uh, I don't, I, I got to spend some more time on the college pitching class. Like I'd have to go look at like Thomas Harrington, uh, Justin Campbell, just see if they have a sinker because we know they need that, that sinker to be successful in Colorado before I would, uh, commit to a pitcher there. Yeah. And then this is, uh, just a really interesting situation and an interesting guy that I like here, um, for the Reds. And I can't, I can't really articulate why I like him for the Reds. I just do for some reason. Uh, Eric Brown, the shortstop from Coastal Carolina. So was one of those like high volatility, high ceiling. It feels like if you're an organization that is letting talent leave and you've got prospects and you are not going to pay for stars, you have to take guys that have high ceilings. But that means they're going to be volatile. And that is what Eric Brown is. Uh, he might not even stick at shortstop. But fantastic velocity like exit velos uh he's insanely athletic uh i've you know he's been he's been streaky this year and i think that's why he falls down in, into comp round a um but eric brown the shortstop from coastal carolina no makes a lot of sense right there uh i would have considered him with the next pick honestly baltimore <laughs> is here now the way this plays out is you know kind of the fun is we get to kind of go back and discuss what happened and since they didn't go massively under slot. 
Uh, they don't necessarily have as much money to spend with this selection as if they had gone another direction. So if I'm just like looking at the name value, looking who's there, why not give them the guy that they wanted a year ago but couldn't sign? Why not give them the guy that supposedly was their second round target, Jude Fabian? He's sitting there. He's a guy they apparently liked a lot. And he's done everything right this year. He's cut down on a strikeout rate. I get he has never hit for average. But I think he can be a plus defender in center field with plus power potential. Uh, this is a game anymore where you don't necessarily need to, to hit 300 to be successful. You don't even need to hit 240 to be successful. And I think Jude Fabian can do that. I think he can, you know, be a low average, big power plus def- Kevin. I don't want to compare anyone to Kevin Kiermeyer with uh, the defensive ability, but if, like a light version of him, maybe. But I think, again, we know he was highly connected to them a year ago. He is sitting there. I think he could sneak into the first round, but where he is right now, I think it'd be hard for Baltimore to say no. That is a very, yeah, no, I, I, that's, that makes perfect sense. Actually. I, I don't know why I hadn't put that together myself yet until now, but that makes perfect sense. This is, I'm going back and checking real quick because I'm, I'm surprised. I just now realized he's still on the board. I thought he was taken already. So my next pick, Arizona, Arizona Diamondbacks, you look at um, what do they need? Like, I feel like one of like they have a ton of position player prospects coming up recently, uh, but something that they're working on still is pitching. You've seen what the, the the pitching coach has done. You've seen what kind of like the corner that they've turned this year. Uh, with Merrill Kelly, even Baumgartner, looking like the Baumgartner of old. So I had to go back and check three times. I thought he was taken already. Um. Justin Campbell, the righty from Oklahoma State, somebody who um, I just I mean, exceptional fastball, a couple different breaking balls. I think that under that pitching coach, they can take him and they might think that they can get their ace right here in the second round or in the comp round A. So uh, Justin Campbell, I want to see he's what a, they do with him. He's a model darling as well. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Uh, Kansas City. So we had them going bat in the first round, right? Uh, yes, they took Gavin Cross. Cross. So they love pitching. You know, they took the two prep arms a year ago. And this is actually a point in time where the prep pitching is fantastic. So I think that Dayton Moore would love Robbie Snelling here. The lefty who's rising, the two-sport athlete who could have played college football as well. Uh, you know, you're looking at like him and Jackson Ferris. Uh, are probably the biggest names. Uh, also, oh, I'm going to ch- change it. I'm 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 going against this. I'm going to go with Andrew uh, Dudkanyevich the fourth, whose name I know I got wrong, and I'm switching it because there was that year that they took uh, Watson and Russell asked Russell from Indiana. Mm-hmm. So they had a year where they took back to back Indiana prep arms. So I'm going to go with the big Indiana prep arm. Who I mean, I've seen people mock him. Uh, into the teens as well. So I'm going to maybe go against the board and just be like, Hey, they have a history with Indiana. Let's, let's let him, maybe they get it right this time as neither of those players. Uh, Nolan Watson is what I want to say. And Ash Russell. Uh, so maybe they get it right this time, but we know it's a state that they scout. Heavily. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's a good pick. I like that. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. There are so many makes and models of cars out there that it is virtually impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store and get the parts that you need. Uh, you go in there, they ask you all kind of those questions. They're always a little condescending about it. It's kind of intimidating. And at the end of it, they walk back into that completely dark um, shelving area behind the front desk and tell you, oh yeah, we don't have your part, we're going to order it. Skip all of that, stay home, no condescension, just use Rock Auto. You save time, you save money because they're a family business that has been serving DIYers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every single customer. They have all the parts you could need. They got brake parts, they got tail lamps, motor oil, carpets for your car. They have everything. So explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Um, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear us about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Okay, so I'm just checking to make sure this guy's still here because another guy who I thought was... This is this is the story of this draft. Is there so many guys, college guys, who are like, I figured he'd have been picked by now and he's not been picked by now. You know, a guy like a Judd Fabian who fell out of the first round when he was considered to be one of the better outfielders going into the draft uh, out of college. So I'm looking for the Pirates here. Um, up up the middle, premium position. They're going to have a decision to make at some point in time on their center field situation. And a lot of their prospects are infield prospects. Uh, outfielder Jacob Melton of Oregon State. I thought I had taken him earlier, and I had not. Uh, so... One of the better performers on one of the better teams leads them in home runs. Um, isn't a great swing, but he's still hitting like 375, 440, 700 is a slash line. 20 plus stolen bases. I want to say he's close to 20 home runs. I want to think he's 15 or 17 or something like that. So Jacob Melton to the Pirates. So we're back to the Guardians. There's a few interesting names to follow here. Uh, you know, Robbie Snelling, we talked about the two-sport athlete. Another two-sport athlete being Owen Murphy, who's been uh, had some connections. Walter Ford is the 17-year-old, you know, very one of the youngest players in the class who's an athlete. Uh, and for me, it kind of comes down to, is it Ford or do they go to the college route? And I'm kind of leaning college here and I'm going with Thomas Harrington from Campbell. Now, my one thing that holds me back is that he's a draft eligible sophomore. And this is not an organization that has taken many of those Yeah, uh, going back through the history. Like I literally had this debate this week on the thing. And I think that age models aren't a big fan of draft draft eligible sophomores because it means that they've always kind of been the old guy in their class that they've always been a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. Uh, but, you know, he's a small school guy. He's got the slider and the changeup, which we know this is a team that looks at secondary offerings. Uh, they're not going to be bothered by the fact he's six foot two and a righty, which a few years ago for a lot of teams would have been an issue. And Harrington's a guy who's got a little bit of helium late and for a team that sometimes waits till the second or third round to kind of splash in with their savings. We saw them, you know, save the money with Carson Tucker the last time they had a high pick, save money with Tanner Burns. And then Logan Allen and then their, you know, Milan Tolentino and some of those other guys were where they uh, spent that money. So this might also be a chance to get a little bit more savings early before coming back with some bigger picks later on. But uh, Harrington is a guy who makes sense as a connection with them. I like it. I like Harrington. Uh, do you love chewy chocolatey brownies? 
because I've got, okay, Built Bars, right? We've talked about this. They have brownie flavors. We know it's good. There's a new one, Caramel Brownie. So, Caramel Brownie, Caramel Swirls on top, obviously wrapped in 100% real chocolate, and it's good for you. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. It helps you, like it helps you meet your macros, keeps you feeling full. You don't have to sacrifice taste for health. That's the big thing. You can have both. Uh, Built's bars are made with collagen protein. Your body absorbs this more efficiently. You get tons of health benefits with it. Um, there are literally a million reasons you should try Built Bars. Uh, but for now, like, let me just say that the Caramel Brownie Built Bar will rock your freaking world. They are so great. Tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com and get your box of Caramel Brownie Bars now. While you're there, while you're at Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so 38 to the Rockies. A lot of picks that they own this draft, huh? Yes, they have. They have a lot of stuff here. They got they have Justin Crawford already. Um, they have Jordan Beck already. So they have they've taken two outfielders already. And I hate to double up from a school, but I'm thinking about how a lot of breaking pitches don't do don't look great at altitude. You know, how, how like players talk about how it just it doesn't perform the same. So, Blade Tidwell, the righty from Tennessee. Good fastball. Needs some refinement. Um, has a two-seamer he doesn't use a lot. I feel like it's something they're going to work on. But I think, I, I, I like Blade Tidwell here. The other option, I will say the other option I thought about is Landon Sims. Since you've got two prospects already, you can take him and let him heal a little bit. Um, so I thought about Landon Sims here, but I think I'm going to go with Blade Tidwell instead. Probably a bad idea, but Blade Tidwell. Man, the, you know, and here's the thing. Like, I know some, there's going to be people out there calling us like morons uh, because that's what happens with any mock. But in general, because like we let, you know, I mentioned the prep arms are still on the board at this time. The Robbie Snelling's still out there that... Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Jackson Ferris is still out there. But here's the thing. Every year, there are two to three that are still out there who just don't sign. That's what works. That's how Kumar Rocker got to college when he was him and Hankins were the top righties in that class. There are big names. This is inevitable. And I say all of this to say I don't have one of the pitchers going here to the Padres. Uh, a player who I think is actually going to go higher than this, a player I've heard very positive things for who's more of a um, – a, a team type of guy, one of those guys who goes higher because he's more valued to baseball teams than like the consensus or the industry uh, is, is Mikey Romero, the shortstop from orange Lutheran. Uh, I've heard that there are a lot of teams who like him to get to the second round. There are a lot of teams that kind of view, you know, you want to look at a lot of what I talked about with jet Williams. Mm -hmm. He's not that athlete, but like that ball to bat skills, the advanced approach, or even if you want to maybe compare him to, um, Who's the other infielder? I'm blanking on the other infielder I had earlier who's the son of a coach who went to Kansas City. Um, um, seven up. Not cross. Hang on. I got it here. Uh, you know, it's... Yeah. I can't remember. Because you were talking about how 
dating more with like the son of a coach 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 uh, yeah but i think like he's got a lot of those things and it, he's one of those guys that i like i said i think if he doesn't go in the first he's gonna go very early in the second short stops rise you know he's just he's done it all at every level he's placed faced uh at, at man getting late he has faced you know he's faced the best of the best in california orange lutheran is always a top program he's done it in the summer circuit he's done it with wood he's done it with metal he's a no doubt shortstop he has a all fields approach he's really good at the plate like if you told me that someone like the guardians popped him at 16 on draft day i wouldn't be shocked not at all if you told me that he went like Right, like let's see if i go over and pull up because I, I, I like to go to the mlb.com place because we know it's a bit of a consensus board so i go there and pull up his name and he is 62 i would be more shocked if he went 62 than if he went 16 i'll put it that way yeah i can see him as being kind of a wild card in this draft and and somebody's gonna make the call to go ahead and do that and then obviously you have i mean it's like you said, these prep guys, you always have signability questions. You're there's always the some of them just want to go to college, you know, some of them or they will they will come to your school if you have enough money for it. And so I think that's um I think it's a good pick. I think that he can be a plus hitter. Um needs to add a little strength, but he'll do that. Yeah. So it's just crazy. We talked about the prep arms. How about like, you know, Sterling Thompson, neither of us drafted, the Florida outfielder, or Brock Jones, who's finally playing well. Uh, the former uh, Stanford football player. Like, yeah. This is what I meant. Where like after that top 11, it's like the next 30 guys are kind of similar about maybe in the next 40. Like you could see, like I wouldn't be shocked. Anyone we didn't mention here went in the teens. Like these guys who just missed this cut, I wouldn't be shocked if any of them ended up going in the teens. Cause that's just kind of how this draft is. this year. It's very, you're looking kind of at how these teams approach it more than anything else. Cause the talent is, after those top 11, I would argue, like like I said, the next 30 to 40 guys are very much in line, and it's a matter of just picking your nits. Yeah. who I mean, who has the one little trait you want because they're all kind of around the same future value. So, okay. So um, we're going to – three shows for our draft here. This is your MLB draft week. Um, but at the end of the three, uh, who is your favorite draft pick that you made? Not to put you on the spot here. Um, you know, it's going to be someone late. Like, uh, as I just kind of look at the order of it, it's cause you're always like looking at value. It's like, yeah, the top right. picks are okay, but you're like, who is that guy where I kind of like had a mix of like value and, and, and you know, honestly, value and fit. And fit. I, I kind of think it's like the Cardinals with Jet Williams, because to me, I put him ninth on my big board. I really believe mm-hmm. in him as a player. I think his athleticism is just about in that top tier. And if he's not in that top tier with what his physical traits are, He's just a step below. And again, you know, if he's not five foot eight, if he is even five foot 11, we're talking about him as a top seven guy. We're talking about the, the top six as a top seven. Right. So I think, you know, and we've seen with Oakland with Nick Allen, the value they got in taking a guy who was uh, an undersized shortstop. And I mean, I, I'm a Guardians fan. This is, you know, part of this is locked on Guardians. So Jose Ramirez is five foot eight. You know, if we're being honest here, it's like guys can hit if they can hit like it's height. Yeah, it's helpful, but it's not necessarily the end all be all. So for me, that's my favorite. What about for you? Uh, so it's a little bit different for me, but I think it's somewhere it's either Zach Neto to the Mariners or Cooper Yerpy to the Blue Jays. And it's just something where, I mean, like Cooper, I didn't think he'd fall that far. I didn't think he'd, you know, he, that, that it's just odd that like the second college pitcher off the board is at 23. Third, right? Pre-lip, 
Um, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot, I forgot about yeah. Prelip. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, but it's just because there's so few healthy ones. So, but yeah, I like both of those picks. I think they're both good organizational fits with what the organizations like to do and what they want from their players. Um, so, all right. If Locked On MLB Prospects uh, fans want to check out more of your stuff and what you're doing, your draft stuff and your Guardian stuff, where can they find you? Yeah, I, I don't unfortunately have the time to write anymore with two children and a day job. So uh, most of my draft stuff ends up being on the podcast. You can find that for Locked On Guardians. You can, if you know, if you subscribe, I'll do my whole pitch. If you subscribe, you can watch the ones that are about the draft, and they'll all pop up for you when that comes. Uh, and I do about one, at least one college talk a week. Typically, that's my Wednesday wrap up. Doesn't always happen that way. Uh, sometimes it's on a Thursday, but it's always marked in the notes. You can go find it and watch that segment. Uh, but yeah, and then you can follow me on Jeff MLB Draft. Yes, it is Guardians heavy because, you know, I'm a Guardians journalist now. That's what it's got to be. But the draft is still love. It's something I follow. Uh, it's something I do a lot with. You know, I still last year I had Carlos Colazzo on the show like two days before the draft. Brian Sikowski and I have been circling for months. We'll, we'll get some more draft people on the show. Burke uh, Granger and I go back years and years as Ohio draft people when we were both like complete unknowns just out there doing it and then uh I, you know i'll see if i can get my old buddy taylor blake ward at some point off the pine to drop in and talk there you go um for the guardians fans i'm on twitter at crosby baseball my show is on twitter at locked on mlb prospects um wherever you get your podcast and on youtube and you can find it on twitter at locked on farm um stick around we're gonna have more draft stuff coming up this year see ya. Uh-huh.